And uh, we are excited to continue this morning in our sermon series called Life Together. And there it is. And guess what? For those of you that were really distracted last week because I had 2019 up there, look at it. It's, it's fixed this week. You can clap for that one. Yeah, that's good. We're, we're caught up. We're, we're in the rhythm now. So January 12th, 2020, here we are. This morning, Life Together, uh, we're going to be exploring a little bit about what distinguishes our community. And we're going to be taking uh, a look at the defining factors of our community. You have probably, if you were at all immersed in the songs that we just sang and the prayer, powerful prayer. Thank you, Dr. Thomas, for praying this morning. If you were at all immersed in that, you already have a sense of what distinguishes our community. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says this, Christian community means community through Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ. Through and in Jesus Christ. Now that's not an unknown or an unfamiliar concept to many of you. But I think if I were to ask you to raise your hands on how we live that out and the challenge of living into that, we might find it a little bit more difficult. It's not hard to know the right answer. Sometimes it's hard to actually implement it. Can I get an amen on that? So, you know, we can know things in our head, but actually transferring them into our hearts and out into our actions becomes the challenge for so many of us. So as we're walking through this today, I want you to keep that in mind for where we're going. I'm going to come back to that quote in just a couple of minutes. As I was putting together my thoughts for this particular message today, this verse is how my mind and my heart and I think the Holy Spirit began to summarize what it is that we're going to walk through for just a few minutes today. Again, we've already started. We've sung and we've prayed and we've thought and we've considered. And so what we're doing now is just further exploration into this idea of what it means to be in and through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, this is responding to Thomas. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And you can quote the rest of it in your head, right? I I already heard some of you saying it, right? But this is the key idea for this morning. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And as we think about our community, life together, what distinguishes our community? It is none other than the way, the truth, and the life. It is none other than Jesus Christ. So the questions that I want you to wrestle with this morning are why do we gather? And maybe more specifically, why do you gather in this Christian community? I was thinking about 
my own answer to that question, and my mind kept going back. I, I have a favorite memory of living in Chicago. It's kind of a funny one. If you're not a sports fan, you might not get it, but it's going to make the point, so hang with me, all right? So it's early on. We have lived in Chicago probably about a year and a half, two years, something along those lines. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. I was a big Michael Jordan fan, and this was in the era of his first of the three championships, and then he left, and then he came back and won three more. So this is in the first of his three championship runs, okay? So the Chicago Bulls are at the top of the NBA basketball world. I'm living in Chicago. I'm a Bulls fan, and I'm watching the NBA Finals. This is where it all ends, all right? And they're playing, and and they win, all right? So I'm laying on my living room floor in our first house, the first house we had ever bought together, and I'm laying there, the windows are open, it's the late June, and uh, it's hot, it's muggy, and I'm just laying there, and they win the championship, and all of a sudden, I hear gunshots going off, and firecrackers going off, and it's almost as if I can hear some cheers of my neighbors and other things down and up and down the street. And I can't tell you in that moment how much solidarity I felt with the city of Chicago. The entire city was united around this run. Um, and it was an, an uninterrupted run there for a while. The Bulls, again, they were at the top of the world. They had won 72 games. And it was, it was a fascinating experience to be in Chicago and to be connected to it. But I felt so much solidarity with the city of Chicago. And everybody, it seemed, in Chicago was celebrating the same way. You see, there's all kinds of things that unite us. There are reasons that we come together. And each of us have our own stories of what unite us. One of the things that my wife does is run, she runs a small business and it brings together women who are experiencing birth at all different stages, whether it's pre or post and all different facets of birth. And they come together and they're united around this experience. And there is solidarity and I marvel at what she is able to accomplish in building a community of people who care and are interested and are struggling with or whatever it is, but they are united around birth and the experience of birth and the highs and the lows and it's such a uniting factor. Some people get together around sports. Some get together around academics. Some people get together around music and it's a beautiful thing and we celebrate so many different reasons to come together. Life together can be unifying when we have shared experiences. So why do we gather in the church? You see, the challenge is when the church becomes a substitute for those kinds of experiences, but we forget why we actually exist as the church Because some people are looking to the church to fulfill all of those other reasons. To build a community around friends and to build a community around common likes or common experiences. And and some of those, those are all good things. But if we lose the focus on why we are here, why we gather as a church, then we lose our mission. We lose our purpose. 
we lose what differentiates or what I'm calling what distinguishes us as a community. And we have to guard that carefully. The rest of that quote that I read to you earlier goes on. It says, Christian community means community through Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ. We've already established that. There is no Christian community that is more than this and none that is less than this. Whether it be a brief single encounter or the daily community of many years, Christian community is solely this. We belong to one another only through and in Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? That is our call to arms. That's our call to action. That's, that's our motivation. That's whatever it is that motivates us to be a community and do life together. Nothing more, nothing less than Jesus Christ. So there's three ways I want to frame this for you real briefly this morning. One is to define it a little bit more clearly. It is because of him. So you can write that down and you'll get to it's because of him. It's through him. And it's for eternity. Jesus Christ. What distinguishes us as a community? Jesus Christ. Because of him. Through him. And for eternity. First of all, we have to understand that it is because of Him. How many of you think about church and you think about Jesus Christ as being the thing that unites this diverse body of people? The the things that often divide us can seem overwhelming sometimes. The ways that we look at the world, the ways we approach the world, the things that we do in the world, they can seem like dividing things. And what we need to be looking at is Jesus Christ. What excites us about the church? Nothing other than Jesus Christ. He is the reason. He's the motivation. He's the thing that excites us. And why is that? Because of what He has done for us. We strive in this world to find meaning. We strive in this world to find purpose. We strive in this world to live right, to do the right thing, to be good. All of those things are things that we are striving for. And at some point, we come to the end of ourselves. At some point, we come to the end and we recognize that I cannot be good enough. I cannot do it on my own. And there is something that's going on outside of me that I can't explain. I can't figure it out. There's just something in my life that is longing for something more and it can't be filled by anything that the world has to offer. But I keep trying. I keep trying. Because the world has a lot to offer, especially in America. There's lots of things that are attracting my attention, causing me to to do certain things, to think certain things, to act certain ways. I keep trying. But this is a community where we come apart, we set ourselves apart and we recognize that I can't accomplish what's on my heart by myself. This place, this community is a community where everyone else has experienced the exact same thing. I want you to remember Go back in your own journey. Not not why did you come this morning? Why do we gather this morning? But why did you come to faith to begin with? 
What drew you into a community of faith? Some of you might say flippantly, well, I just grew up in it because my parents brought me, right? Well, yeah, that's true. Some of us did experience it that way. But at some point, it has to become our own. At some point, we have to decide why I'm gathering in with this community. And if I look around and I don't see a bunch of people that are doing the things that I do, living where I live or experiencing the things I experience, I can feel like I don't belong here. But the reality is you do belong here because of Jesus Christ, because we all share that experience. We don't come together for all of those other things. Those other things are benefits. Those other things are part of a life lived together. But why do we gather? Because and only because of Jesus Christ. Romans 3.23 says it. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And all, that's us, are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. You and I have experienced that. And that is what draws us together. And you know the exciting thing is that anybody that walks in off the street ought to be experiencing that with us. That ought to be the defining factor of our church. When somebody walks in and they find groups of people talking together about things that they've experienced together, they can feel like they're on the outside. They can feel like it's hard to break in. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I'm not sure what they're talking about. They've got all these memories together and all this kind of stuff. And that can divide us. But the reality is when we are in Christ Jesus, somebody can walk in off of the street and they can be a part of a community of people that have had the exact same experience that they're looking for. Or that they've experienced and they know that they're instantly bonded. They're instantly in community. Because Jesus Christ is the reason. He's why we gather. He has saved us. It is because of Him. We were separated from Him. And if you don't know that story, it goes all the way back, as you've heard, to Genesis. He created us in His image. He created us to be one with Him. He created us to be in relationship with Him and to care for this grand earth that He created. But somewhere along the way, very briefly toward the beginning, we decided that we might be able to do it a little bit on our own. That we might be able to make some choices and some decisions that He might approve of, but they were really ours. And in reality, they were in rebellion to what he told us to do. And it created this separation. So he created us, we rebelled, and the rest of the story is about how he has tried to restore that relationship with us. Because all of us are a product of the sinfulness of that first choice to rebel. All of us carry the effects Of that sin until Jesus Christ came to wash it away, to cleanse us, to die on that cross for us. It is because of Jesus Christ that we are saved, that we are redeemed. And it is out of that joy-filled experience that we then form a bond and a community together. 
And it is that excitement and that joy that others need to experience as well. Because the way he's transformed your life and my life is the same way he wants to transform other people's lives who are searching in all the wrong places and looking for that fulfillment that will only come in Jesus Christ. It is because of him. Romans, Paul would go on later to write this. He says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is what unites us. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. It is because of Jesus and it is through him only. We gather because of Jesus. At the end of ourselves... At the end of all of our striving, we find Christ. And he's waiting there with open arms. He is waiting there to receive you, to receive me. He is waiting with open arms. He says, come. Come. I love you. I've made a way for you. I've sent my son, Jesus Christ, to love you and fill you and renew you. God is waiting To receive you. In community. We do find joy and strength. To live out our faith. But it is because of Jesus Christ. And sometimes. I love this quote from from Bonhoeffer. It's further in his book. And he says this. The Christ in their own hearts is weaker that's so the Christ in my heart think about it that way is weaker than the Christ in the word of other Christians their own hearts are uncertain of those of their brothers and sisters are sure what is he saying he's saying Jesus Christ unites us and sometimes I struggle with that. Sometimes I struggle to understand the difference he's made. Sometimes I struggle in my journey with all of that. But in community with other people, they can lift me up because sometimes their words and their life are just what I need to keep going on the journey, to stay focused and to stay committed to him. We gather because of him and we are strengthened because of him. It's not because of anything else number two it is through him we've talked about this we went through the entire letter that uh, was written to the ephesians ephesians 2 14 he is our peace he is the one that broke down that dividing wall of hostility between jews and gentiles between those who were the promised people and those who were on the outside looking in he divided all of that and he united us in him From the cross, through the resurrection, we are one because of him. He is the way. Jesus Christ is the way. Only in Jesus Christ are we one. Only through him are we bound together. Jesus Christ, it is because of him. It is through him. It is for eternity. Romans 6.22 starts out by saying this, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. 
For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. What unites us is eternity with Christ. Why do we get excited? Why do we celebrate? Why do we come together and sing songs and pray and do all that we do? It's not because we like each other. I do like you. In fact, I love you. I really do. I enjoy doing life with you, but I don't come here because of you. And you don't come here because of me. That's an amen too. That's okay. We come here because of Jesus Christ. We come here, when we walk in these doors, we come here because Jesus has changed our lives. He has transformed us. He has saved us. He has made us a new people. And I find solidarity with others who are committed to that same thing. And we worship in song and we worship in prayer and we worship by hearing the word like you're doing right now because of Jesus Christ. And we are excited about the prospect of living for eternity with him. He has saved you. He has saved me. What unites us, what distinguishes us is that. And we dare not get distracted by all the other things that we think church should be. What distinguishes us is none other than Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. Wherever he is, Bonhoeffer says, he bears our flesh. He hears us. And where he is, there we are too, in the incarnation, on the cross, and in his recognition. What is he saying? We, to each other, become Jesus in the flesh. Because he is in us. And if I am Jesus to you, and you are Jesus to me, because of our life in Christ, there is a great responsibility to live a life that reflects who he is. There is a great responsibility to be his disciples and to love one another and to offer that grace and mercy that comes with being united because of him. It is a great, great responsibility and a great, great opportunity. Because God has touched us. He has changed us. He has transformed us. And no, we're not instantly perfect. No, we won't ever not ever make another mistake. Probably like it's a process. It's a it's a work that happens inside of us and it happens in our minds and it happens in our hearts and our bodies. And we have to change some habits and we have to do some things differently. But it's all rooted in love. It's all rooted that God loved us before any of that. But God demonstrated his own love for us and that he died for us before we had it all figured out. Amen? That's the God we serve. That's the Jesus that came for us in the flesh. He came because we didn't have it figured out. And we don't have to have it all figured out to start the journey. And we do it in life together. Can I get an amen? Amen. Because Christian community is founded solely on Jesus Christ, it is a spiritual and not a psychic reality. In other words, it's here, it's not here. Oh yeah, we apply this, but it starts here. In this respect, it differs absolutely from all other communities. 
that's just a little tease to next week. Because next week we're going to be talking about what unites us. And we're going to talk about more of the differences between being a spiritual community and a psychic or mental community. A community that bonds over other things than Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about what that looks like. And why some of us bring preconceived notions of what a church should look like. And we come with all of our backgrounds and all of our stories. And and we layer that onto what the church should be. And we need to clarify in our minds and our mission and our purpose why we gather. It is none other than Jesus Christ. He is what distinguishes us. You will hear that his love is what unites us. But how does that look and what does that mean for us? I hope you'll come back next week because we're going to explore that some more together. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up and they're going to play a little bit as we close our service this morning. They're going to give you some space to process, to think, to write, to respond to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. And I encourage you this morning, if, if you don't feel... And I don't always appeal to your emotions, but if you don't feel as if you're in the right place with God, if you don't feel like your life is living, being lived in relationship with God, and you're concerned at all that there's not a true relationship there, I'm going to be here, and I would like you to come and talk with me. I would like to pray with you. I would like to make sure that you don't have a doubt about the relationship that God has with you. And if you're uncomfortable coming to the front, I will be out there later and you can come and talk to me later. But please don't miss an opportunity today and make sure that that relationship, the key and defining relationship in your life forever and all time into eternity is right and pure and holy and perfect said it won't be perfect right away but it's perfect in jesus christ because of him amen Amen. as the worship team starts to play i'm just going to close in prayer and then they'll give us some space and then they'll close with a song and then i'll come back and close this out heavenly father we thank you we thank you for the opportunity to reflect wholeheartedly on the purpose for why we gather as a church. Why do we do life together? Lord, I know we want to have fun and we want to encourage one another and we want to support one another. Lord, we want to be united solely and purposefully because of you, because of the difference you've made in our lives. And I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you will be working in us and transforming us and renewing in us and reigniting for us our own joy, the joy of our own salvation so that we can share that with others. So that as others are drawn into this community, they instantly feel a bond because they are drawn for the same reason we are here. And that we will open up our hearts to receive them, to welcome them, to become one with them because of you, through you, and for eternity. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name.